Hello and welcome to The Coolest Kids. I am your host, Terrence Wiggins, and with me is... Brock Wilbur, your other host. And we are here for the fucking third time to talk about the use. <laughs> this is... You won't hear. You won't hear those other times. You won't hear them. The first, the first one was on me, and it was the first time I'd ever talked to Terrence and uh, yeah. I worked with this. So when I for, when I didn't know that he wasn't recording the whole thing, and I was supposed to record the maybe hour and a half we talked, uh, yeah. I was just in like a depression all day. Uh, so we waited a couple weeks, tried to redo this episode again, and then today, I uh, I try to I go to drop uh, Brock's file into Audacity, and it was just like, okay, it's done. Now your file's gone. Thank you. That was literally like ten minutes ago, and now we're just gonna do the version of it that boils down every. I, back when I was doing the Brock Party podcast, I did have a guest over one night, and we'd had some drinks, and we talked for two hours about their forthcoming book, which is uh, the Time Traveler's Guide to Time Travel. And mm-hmm. I forgot to hit record at the start of it, so we went back and did like the thirty-minute version of it while mm-hmm. much drunker. But I was also like. It's a time travel book. It feels like going into the past <laughs> and having things not be quite right uh, was was actually kind of fitting. I wish I'd planned to do it that way. Right. Um, so we are going today, today in this episode, we are going to talk about the used eponymous album, The Used, uh, because it is the 15th anniversary of it. Also, I got to say that we've pulled up this Wikipedia so many times now that it's now one of my browser's favorite pages to go to. That's how that's how much time we've spent doing this same episode repeatedly. This is my hell. This is my hell. Constantly talking about the used and Burt McCracken. I love me um, some Burt McCracken. We love Burt McCracken here on The Coolest Kids. <laughs> that's what makes um, us so cool, man. Yeah, loving Burt McCracken. So, let's break down what we've talked about. So Utah Band, uh, these dudes, uh, and then this is their album, and we've revisited it now uh, as adults, and uh, I was shocked to listen to it, because I still know, like, most of the guitar riffs, and I know, like, all of the lyrics, and I was like, that mm-hmm. shouldn't be in my head. In my head, there's that's that isn't there. Uh, but also, yeah. it's such a shocking thing that how much it's changed and morphed and what it means to you as a person, because, like, the lyrics are really good actually like the the, the song yeah. titles are still fucking awful like it's a ho- yeah. like looking at the track list is a hilarious thing which there's also i love that there's two b-sides to the album uh one is called choke me and one is called just a little bit and i wish one was the electric version of the song and one was the acoustic version. <laughs> they sound like that must be part of the same title uh, right but uh, also in looking at some of these like uh, song titles like bulimic i know every word to but i did not know ever that that was the title of the song right Uh, it's it's amazing to go back and look at this and like maybe some of these songs mean more to me now or 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 whatever it is and that's it's weird that the use should be able to do that because i haven't i haven't listened at all (laughs) right it's because it's the used and you kind of associate the used with being a teenager like it's very like even the name sounds like a uh band made by teenagers i mean i guess (laughs) it technically was uh (laughs) At the time that they made their album, or at least early 20s. Um, uh, and their sound... Uh, you've, you've mentioned this before, and I'm just going to steal your line. It it opens with this at-the-drive-in-esque guitar riff. Um, and it kind of... like it, it, has, it has a little bit of at-the-drive-in 
uh, sort of through it all the way through. A except roughness for, and an edge in the, in the recording yeah. and the sound, yeah. Except for uh, maybe like A Taste of Ink and um, and uh, Buried Myself Alive. Like those are more of the, those are two of the, um, two of the, the singles that they put out, um, which don't really sound like the rest of the album. It kind of sounds like later the used stuff. And I feel like you get into that with a lot of bands where you can kind of pick one track off of an early album and see where the rest of their sound went. Uh, like if you go and listen to brand news, your favorite weapon and you hear Logan, the government center, I believe the song is, it's like this kind of slow and the slow and kind of brooding song, which definitely doesn't sound like the rest of the album. And then you go and listen to later brand new and, Oh, this was, this is kind of where that sound came from. And yeah, that that sort of change and how the used have managed to always be exactly this and not really grow up, but they're still yeah. You spent more time with post albums from the used. Like mm-hmm. where did it just it just stays here? It yeah it it has sort of the same feel, but it it doesn't have that roughness to it. Um, and I, I would say the lyrics kind of got worse. Um, like in love and death fine like it's not as strong as this album is but lies for the liar definitely does not does not have the same sort of lyrical depth that uh like if you listen to the song liar liar or liar liar burn in hell i believe the song's called (laughs) um and it's like it's a fun song like i'm not gonna lie um but there's nothing there like it's not it it's like it doesn't have like I said it doesn't have the same sort of depth and like roughness that the first album does and I haven't they have like three other albums that I've never listened to they had one come out last year the year before is that the, is that like the that. live album the double album I believe they had a live album yes and what was the last one that actually came out oh this gets into what we just discovered the other day they're coming to Huntington Beach near where I live (laughs) and for $30 I can bring 12 friends and also get a 24 pack of beer like the the economy of scale of what's happening here is that they're giving themselves away right you just give yourself away like you too uh and uh i i I can't imagine trying to find 11 friends to go to huntington beach with me next week just free beer i guess (laughs) yeah um i i was i was trying to find the uh the wikipedia page for the album again and instead have stumbled upon something new for us a 2016 forbes interview with burt mccracken about the economy uh and he has a quote in here uh if you look at our dressing room, there's a little baggie that's pinned up on the wall, and that's a fan from Philadelphia who was hit by a car and killed. Her mom brought the ashes and sprinkled them on our bus, gave us a little bit, and said, please take her on tour with you. So we just hung her right there in our wardrobe case, and that's the power of music. The coolest thing, the coolest thing we understand about the used is we understand it's not for money. We have families to support, so we obviously live in this sort of real stuck capitalist trap. But we're fortunate to get to do what we love, and that's how we've subsidized our lives. Uh, I love Burt McCracken. I love me some Burt. Um, <laughs> so I understand the sentiment of <laughs> wanting to like honor a fan's bless, uh, like their their life, like how much they love the band. 
But also, sprinkling the ashes of someone on your bus is a, a bag of worms. Like, or, or a can full of worms that I would never want to open. Like... I'm sure there's other I'm sure there's other bands that have had like, hey, can we spread these ashes at your concert? And it's just like, ah, probably not. Uh, this is this is, this is a real line in the sand made out of ashes for for deciding what kind of band you are. Yeah, um, that's real. That's real weird. That's. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I get it. A A one, we're dealing with you. Like, if you do interviews all day, every day, when you, by the time you get to Forbes twenty years later, what yeah. are you gonna say? But also, like, if somebody says, like, "This is my dead child, and I want to throw them near where your car is," you're not. You don't say no to that. Like, that's not right. <laughs> like, I feel like that's something you keep. Like, I, I, the bag is fine. Uh huh. Like carry like having the bag like and like I've heard people like carrying like some of the ashes on a locket and stuff and it sure that's the same sentiment but like actually spreading it on the bus like you're gonna eventually vacuum that bus <laughs> that bus is gonna get cleaned or, or uh, maybe the real part of it is that uh, you then don't bring it up in interviews as an example right. of who you are yeah uh, it's like that thing of when uh, uh, this is gonna go back to that same time period when Angelina Jolie and uh, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, were together and they carried vials of each other's blood. Yeah, uh, because yes, my friend has a uh, has her cat's ashes in a uh, like a, a, an extended Victorian fingernail container. Uh-huh. I it it actually looks incredibly cool, but also yeah. you know, like she pulls that out for. Super goth night or something like that's not something she's wearing to work every day and being right, like, oh, yeah, what's that yeah. weird goth coke nail for? Well, let me explain to you what's inside. It's a dead cat. <laughs> Mis- like, oh. Mr. Muffins lives among us. <laughs> uh, the yeah, used. <laughs> yeah, it was like you don't you don't just like uh, not, it's not like when you were in in school and you had uh, you had show and tell day. You didn't just bring <laughs> like here. Here's a jar of. Uh, Here's 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 my grandmother. She's here with me. I I, I, guess, I went to a friend's house in Huntington Beach of all places and they have mm-hmm. a mantle full of of those of those ash jars uh and like one of them was a grandparent and the other ones were all their pets from over the years and I was like I don't understand why the person isn't like a shelf above the animals. <laughs> yeah. Like or in a slightly nicer urn. Yeah. Like, it just felt weird. Like, the dog, dog, cat, grandma, dog. Like, that's... <laughs> don't do not do that to me, is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. Um, I wouldn't... I've had... Let me see. I've had, like, four or five pets through my life. Uh-huh. Uh, I couldn't see myself cremating them. Like, like, I have pictures. I have memories. Like, I don't need to keep around the ashes. Like, it's my friend has a, space. my friend has like a cleaning technique for like mental health where she's like if you pick up an object three times and all three times it doesn't make you happy you get rid of that object yeah like and I've I heard, I've heard that before I can't yeah. imagine the process of like just surrounding yourself with death and loss mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Like it's yeah. there's nice thoughts, but also like you don't want to be reminded of that every day, every time you open your eyes. Y- yes, yeah, that's yeah. Um, Remember when yeah, things that... were better back when life meant something? <laughs> that was a dog. <laughs> remember, remember when this when this thing loved you? <laughs> All right, time to go to work. <laughs> Oh my god, this is the bleakest thing. What do you want done with your body, Terrence? Uh, I don't know. I thought, like, I remember seeing, it was like a CBS Sunday morning uh, uh, feature that they did. And there were just, like, all the crazy things you can do with your body. And it was just like, uh, they can crush your body into a jewel. Or they can, uh, they can set, like, send your body into space. Or shoot it off in fireworks. Or, uh put it like compost the ashes and put it with a tree so it grows like that that, that one's seed. actually really appealing to me i like that one yeah i was just like i would that'd be dope to be a tree like they have a service that will also press you into a bunch of vinyl records uh and i was i, I was stuck on that one yes. for a while but i was like i also am so fickle i wouldn't be able to choose the music to put on that like after death I'd right be like, wait hold on a different Radiohead song, actually. I really messed up. Uh, and then I You're found out, like, that when I looked into it further, that actually what they do uh, is you just record a message and they put it on the record. And uh, I was like, that's so much weirder. That's so yeah. much weirder. And then I was like, I wait, how like weird was it that tape. I wanted to be a mixtape? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I wanted to be a mixtape, not like just... Like, and I wouldn't... Knowing me, I wouldn't say anything like sentimental, like, hey, everybody... <laughs> I'm happy in heaven, and I hope you're all doing it. Like, I wouldn't say anything like that. I would just be like, and it's like, hey, uh, uh, this, this is Terrence. Uh, leave a message after the beat. <laughs> all right. Talk to you later. I'd go full Scooby-Doo on it. <laughs> this yeah. is Brock from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> what do you think Bert McCracken wants sure. done with his body? Yeah, like make sure that one of those uh, one of those plastic ghosts they sell during the uh, <laughs> during Halloween just uh, lowers down from the ceiling, but just like your face superimposed <laughs> on it. What does Burt McCracken want done with his body? Uh, well, it'll be used by then. So Terrence. <laughs> oh man. I am so funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think you are. <laughs> um, we, we, one of the things that we, that we, we discussed about the use is that we, they occupy the space culturally that they probably shouldn't, except for the fact that Burt McCracken dated Kelly Osborne on what was our generation's like first reality show, yeah. uh, the Osbournes and how like he was portrayed as such like a piece of shit on that show, but also somebody that was, open to talking about mental uh, health issues in an open way and that the band and its lyrics had always done that and that that was yeah. this was before you could make a career off of branding yourself as that and so there was right. actually there's something really cool about it still that in like 2001 they're out there talking about these things in the open and trying to destigmify some of that stuff in in a way that this this is the same time as Papa Roach was doing music and that gets under your skin. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll just say it again. Like, Papa Roach's lyrics, um, like, I've, I've dealt with mental health stuff. I started going to therapy last year uh, because of mental health stuff. And um, music has definitely helped, um, like, sort of get me through the rougher patches. 
and but music like Papa Roach, I'm sure has helped somebody. I've heard like stuff like that has helped somebody, but their lyrics are so sort of juvenile and lashing out at other people that it it sort of gives the stigma of whenever somebody says suicide is selfish. Like I feel like that music doesn't help, right? Because like when. As like both me and Brock can tell you, like we've we've dealt with stuff like that, and uh, and hearing hearing somebody say it's selfish, and then understanding like the the mainstream look at uh, at suicide, like it's not it doesn't come off well because like when you're suicidal, you don't think about other people, like not in the way that it's selfish, just like. Man, I don't want to be a burden on other people, and I don't, uh, and, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, you don't... Yeah. I mean, I, that, when when that thing passes, and you, and the selfishness goes with it, I think that that's uh, something that doesn't get talked about enough as, as maybe the worst part of this, because I remember after my attempt, uh, having to hang out with my grandfather a little while later, and he was... 80 something and had been through my entire life all of these heart attacks and things that he'd had to fight to recover from to keep living uh, so Mm -hmm. he could still keep hanging out with me and being my best friend and then i'm in college and have a breakdown and and i try to end it before he's gone and i was just like oh you fought for so long and i encountered something i didn't know how to deal with and i just tried to bail and i was like boy, I, I, I know you would never say this to me, but I know you would be so mad at me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you'd be mad at me in general, but also just like, look, <laughs> I stuck it out. Come on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on, just a little while longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and, that, and then the Papa Roach thing, it's, it, it is, it, their version of talking about it is is like, it's this internalized depression, which emo is versus this sort of externalized uh, depression, which is what like modern rock radio is. And like right. Papa Roach is is not like a uh, Taking Back Sunday is, is something you write in a journal to yourself. Uh, Papa Roach is a letter that you send to a girl in middle school threatening to kill yourself unless she'll make out with you. Like it's right. just, <laughs> yeah, it's, um... it's performative in its nature, but it's also like a cry for help. But it's also supposed to have this masculinity about it. That's like, yes. fuck you, I don't care, but also, like, that's me saying that I really need you to care right now. <laughs> like, you remember uh, Three Days Grace? Yes. They had that song, I Hate Everything About You, which is sort of, like, it also has the same feeling to it, which is just, like, this this macho posturing of just, like, uh, of just, like, studs and leather jackets and denim and spiked hair, which, like, it sort of, it sort of had, like, shared, like, a similar hot topic with other bands. Uh-huh. Um, like, all those bands sort of, like, were just, like, split down the middle of just, like, which side of hot topic are you shopping on? Um, <laughs> there is that visible line, like a sitcom. <laughs> right. Like, uh, th- there was definitely, like, you go to the band wall, and it's just, like, split right down the middle. It's just, like, here's where you get all the bands that go to Warped Tour. Here's all the ones that are on uh, OzFest, I guess. Uh, I was going to say the local, the local, uh music new metal show is and, lunatic luau and and, and, and marilyn never... manson's just right down the middle he's the visible yeah. line <laughs> right uh marilyn manson we lunatic will... luau lunatic luau is our local is uh like new metal show that has bands like three days grace and Volbeat and uh and uh whoever the hell else is playing on their 
hard rock station. Um, so, yeah, it, it's whatever. I, was, I had to get my car towed last week, and the guy had on uh, FM 99, which is a station, and they had... Uh, at five o'clock, they play one person's comedy bit, and that's it. Like they played a, um, it's a fat guy, John, something Popper. No. <laughs> yes, they played the comedy bit of Blues Travelers, John Popper. Um, <laughs> Look out, guys! I'm gonna dox you. <laughs> uh, he got real crazy, didn't he? He he's um, he's doing it now. <laughs> Uh, but I can't remember, but they played, like, one person's comedy bit, like, it's not like an hour of comedy or something right. like that. It's literally, like, five minutes. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's, and then, right after that, Pearl Jam played, and I was like, what is, what is happening? What, what a headspin. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it was alive, too, so, uh, <laughs> a real, real weird... Anyway, that um, was Dane Cook. Welcome back to here's some Temple of the Dog. <laughs> Where are my dogs at? Who let the Temple of the Dogs out? <laughs> Shut up! Ah, <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we have hit on I, on like a genre of music. I feel like we're gonna have to bring up or like a genre of song, which is that yeah. sort of strikeout song, which it's for this time and 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 this sort of thing. Like I still think that Lit's my own worst enemy is actually. Mm-hmm. A, like a, a much better version of this than what Papa Roach does. Like there's a scale here from like, yeah. th- th- from like, <laughs> like basically just shouting, I'm a cutter uh, yeah. to, to like a really introspective thing that you might not even know. And there modern rock radio has to play a lot of that stuff. And yeah. you know, you Metallica falls in there somewhere and it's probably all over the place. <laughs> and then you have bands that like, and especially like '90s one-hit wonders and early 2000s stuff, like yeah. uh, you know, where Flagpole Sitta's in there. Like there's yeah, we, these things that make make it sort of fun to be ang- or or like uh, uh, stroke ADHD. stroke nines. Like how many people want to kick some ass? Or uh, uh, who does that song of a he is a dick and he brings a gun to school? Oh, I don't know. Uh. Well, I know Pearl Jam had Jeremy, right? But that's not even the same. I mean, it's but, a threat uh, of that violence. So, that sounds familiar, but I can't remember. Um, oh, teenage hmm. dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Teenage, yeah, like like the sort of um, we trendy just... angst. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, the the sort of trendy angstiness that uh, that sort of bled over from Generation X, like kind of uh, like moved into, I guess millennials the internet generation um where like more people knew about stuff like that right or talked about it more openly but it was still like it's still to this day like anytime a celebrity like uh kills himself like it's still like the same sort of discussion goes along that's been happening for the past 20 years and it's not going anywhere. It's not. It's not moving forward in the way that it should be. No, it, and and part of that is because you've got a. It's a generational cycle thing, so you have to yeah. keep reminding new younger people that it's okay to talk about this. But the people that are growing up uh, aren't doing a good job at 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 exemplifying that either. Right. So no one's really yeah. learning, and and people are getting older. So you have to just keep restarting that process. <laughs> right. 
Um, and it's awful. And I'm, I'm, I'm done with every time a celebrity kills themselves. I'm done with the week after of people who have never, who don't really have to deal with the sort of stuff, like the sort of mental illness stuff that we've dealt with. I'm, I'm done with people like sharing articles of just like, if you're, if you're suicidal, just reach out to somebody. You're just like, yes, because that's what I want to do when I'm suicidal is lay my burdens on someone else. <laughs> Terrence, I thought your last suicide attempt party uh, was just a, a delight. <laughs> Everyone showed up uh, and that was. Uh, hey guys, uh, just so you know, Saturday night, six o'clock, uh, just be there. <laughs> Set a reminder in your calendar. This hold, is going to be weekly, my folks. Hand. <laughs> The, the, the same people that say, uh, I had a friend pointed out, because uh, last time we recorded a full episode, as soon as we got off uh, the news of, of Chester Bennington had just broken, we were both like, yeah. well, time to leave social media for the day, because uh, right. nothing but bad jokes or like terrible shit, or especially like uh, people spreading the conspiracy theory that uh, he was going to expose an, an underground child sex slavery ring that Chris Cornell had been a part of. And I was just like, go to hell. All of you go Wait, to hell. What? Oh, yeah. There was a big thing that uh, he had known that Chris Cornell, basically Pizzagate. Like, they just went, like, everything oh. is a child sex slavery ring now. Uh, that's what's Good trendy. Uh, and that, job, that thing was going around. And I was just like, this is, I, I, this is so much worse than just losing someone. Oh, and somebody hacked his, like, wife's Twitter account later that day and was posting stuff like, I was cheating on him and that's why he did this and stuff. And everyone was just like, what is happening? My mom, right. my mom saw those tweets, like, featured on Fox News as they had been, and they didn't know why and stuff. And I was like, right. that's, we've gone too far. But the, the say, your same thing about, like, people that say... You know, just reach out and talk to somebody. Those are also overwhelmingly the same people that are like, why is everyone sharing too much stuff here on Facebook? Like, keep yeah. some of your problems to yourselves. Right. Like, it's that, the whiplash on that is, is insane to me. Yeah. Anyway, back to the used. The used. Um, so, we're saying, like, the used did a good job of sort of um, not masking, but knowing how to say say something without coming off as like too edgy or like like performative exactly. or just, like it felt it felt a lot more real than a lot of the music that surrounded it it still um, feels like teen notebook stuff but like the best teen in your school that ran the poetry club that nobody came to like right like the, the and bulimic is i think is my example because i i know ostensibly the song is about that but I'd never would never put that title on the song because the word isn't in the lyrics. And then right. to read that, I'm like, oh yeah, 15 years later, that all makes sense. But yeah, right. I, I, I understand these songs are about things, uh, and that's that's so nice that they can exist in that space where it could also be about a bunch of other things. <laughs> right. Like it means multiple things to multiple people, which I feel like, like stuff like the all the new metal and hard rock bands that came out around that time. Like it just meant a certain it meant things to people that were assholes to me when I was a teenager, right? Like guys who wore guys who wore like leather jackets and uh, uh, denim jeans uh, and had long greasy hair who thought that metal was the best thing that happened to anybody, <laughs> and they listen and they also listen to classic rock, and they were just like, if you don't listen, uh, I don't listen to that pussy shit, and I'm just like, uh, well. Do with what you will. I'm so fascinated about your growing up because you also had to deal with the kids that were too punk for punk as well. Like your yes. your Venn diagram of people that were shitty to you about uh, Virginia, music. Virginia's 
scene. Like, Virginia's never really had, like, a set scene. Like, you can find different ones. Um, like, I went to... I, I don't even know if this came up during our Warp Tour episode, but I went to a... I went to a 96% uh, black school, and I've never really... Like, before that, I grew up in a... One, a Filipino neighborhood. Went to a mostly white church, so I just knew... I didn't know a lot of black people besides, like, my family. And uh, so for me to act different from them, like I like I was listening at the time I was listening to like brand new and store of the year and take Mike Sunday to use Silverstein bands like that. And like even the white kids that I knew at the school didn't listen to that kind of stuff. There was like <laughs> sort of like the hard rock new metal kids and they were just kind of standoffish and asshole ish. And I was just like, fine, wear your tool T-shirts and not talk to me. That's cool. Um <laughs> And then there was like, like you would go to shows, like you would meet, meet kids and go to shows and like, I would go to shows with my brothers or my friends. And there were the kids that listened to pop punk and that's all they listened to. And like, I didn't want to listen to Reliant K. I didn't care about Reliant K. Like it's like, it's just a, it's just a whole thing. It's, <laughs> it's a whole thing. I, I, I managed to make it all the way through high school without listening to Tool until uh, a really good friend convinced me that we should have a Tool cover band that he wanted to be the singer in. So I was like, okay, like make me a CD and I'll go home and learn the songs. Yeah. Uh, and he had a bass player lined up and a drummer and stuff. He's like, I've done it all. You just got to do the guitar. And I sat down. And again, this kid had a vocal range of an Anthony Kiedis, like just three notes. Uh, and I started <laughs> listening. I was like hey, you don't happen to know that these songs are all, like, 20 minutes long and impossible to play? Like, this is... <laughs> God, God wouldn't try to cover this. What are you doing? What are you doing, and what are you making your friends do? Uh, yeah. I remember uh, I was working merch for a show one time, and this girl came up talking to me. This was, like, three years ago. And this girl, she's, like, 17 or 18. I told her, I was like, hey, we can't talk. Like, I literally <laughs> told her. She's like, I don't... Uh, no, it's fine. Um, and she was like, I just started listening to Tool. I was just like, I haven't listened to Tool since I was your age. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> we can't talk. <laughs> like, I was just like, I, I was like, ah. I think that's like, your, uh, that's your new Tinder profile. <laughs> we can't talk. Don't, just don't. Like, I, it's, it's one thing to like have a conversation with somebody younger than you bringing up tinder but it's another thing to like try to date somebody younger than you like i had to change my uh my tinder preferences to like hey i don't want to talk to 21 year olds because what am i going to talk to a 21 year old about the economy you just <laughs> you just started drinking cool i don't really drink that much anymore <laughs> i'm just stopping we're both yeah, on, we're like, on the bell curve. We're at the same spot. <laughs> I like to I like to have one beer and watch TV. <laughs> Just like the used. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like the used. Bringing it bringing it all back around. This is this um, was a fun album to revisit, and there's there's so much good here. But I, yeah, it's I would I would never have come back to it if we weren't doing this and and I yeah. I'm excited that part of the thesis of this show is is able going back and be like is this worth it in 2017 and this this very much is. <laughs> yeah. Um I would definitely like every every few years months I'll remember an album and I was just like I should listen to that again. 
And I listen to it, I'm like, this is still a pretty good album. Yeah. And then there's sometimes where I'll go back and I was like, I should listen to this again. It's like Silverstein or something. I'm just like, "Eh, I'm good. (laughs) When we get to Silverstein, I feel like we're both going to make that same noise a lot. Uh, I saw Silverstein like six times in concert. Always opening Uh, for somebody, for me. They were always, yeah, they, I remember I saw them open for Hawthorne Heights, I think. Or a Thursday. Which... (laughs) Which says something. Yeah, I definitely saw them open for Thursday. Um, yeah, they, it was like them and Bayside always played together. Um, Bayside, their early album still kind of worth going back to. Um, anyway, we're done talking about the Hughes now. Uh, Brock, where can we find you on I'm, the internet? I'm at Brock Wilbur on Twitter and everywhere else, BrockWilbur.com. Uh, got a book coming out with Nathan Rabin about the video game Postal. Uh, we got a Kickstarter up for that now, so look into that. You should, uh, and also go watch the Uwe Boll movie, Postal. <laughs> well, that's what Nathan's has... writing about, so I, I'm free and clear. <laughs> I, I haven't played Postal, and I've never I've never seen the movie, so... Both are uh, not worth your time. No, I can imagine. I was The only thing I know about Postal is that you can pee on somebody until they throw up, so... Uh, <laughs> it's not really a game that I need to ever, ever look at, um... I'm Terrence Wiggins. You can go and find me at The Black Nerd. Uh, if you look up The Black Nerd with no spaces, uh, that is usually me online. I don't know, like, all of my usernames are that. There's another Black Nerd that's more famous than me. Uh, it, uh, that's not me. People always confuse us. So, that's not me. I don't look like him. We wear the same glasses. Well, close, but whatever. Um, anyway. We have been the coolest kids, and we take what we can get. Thank you for listening.